Good evening and welcome to Weaving Web 3 with me, James. Me, Chris. And me, Stash. Uh, today I'm going to bore you all to death. It's the end of January. So I've decided again, what about the talk about the tax? And then I think later on, Chris might uh, share how the rug has been pulled out from his feet again this week in, in his latest escapade. Uh, I'd, I'd like to start this with an open question to you boys. How much do you know about how any of your digital assets, we use digital assets for NFTs, crypto, etc. How much do you boys know about how they're taxed? Only what you've told us over the last few episodes. I know that yeah. I can claim I know I can claim tax back from buying NFTs from the gas fees. I can't claim tax back from um just purchasing crypto when there's a get when there's a fee, because that's part of acquiring assets. And yeah. I have up to a few is it three years if I've lost money back in the day, I can claim it back on when I on tax the deducted from my tax and capital gains tax Stash, or like that. doing his homework he, he wants to prove something to you. <laughs> so uh, the way I want to start with you two boys is obviously uh, this will be this is very UK centric but I think that would it'll be fine and we'll talk about what, we, what we're going to talk about but in the UK cryptocurrency most people seem to think it's taxed as a thing called capital gains now Capital gains is like I've used an example before. Uh, you buy a vase. I'm not using an example of vase. It could be anything. It, you buy a vase. Love your vases. <laughs> the vase is worth six thousand pounds when you buy it. Bloody hell! I don't think I've ever seen a six thousand pounds. I've chosen that number for a very tax specific reason. Okay. Um, so it's, it's six thousand pounds when you buy it. A six thousand pound vase. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you buy it, it's £6,000. You then sell it in 10 years' time, it's worth £10,000. And that's a really simple calculation, isn't it? What they'll tax you on. They will say, what's £10,000 less £6,000, £4,000 will tax you on the bit in the middle. Right? So that is, in the most basic instance, how the government decides to tax you on something. So if we like, we'll move that into a crypto scenario. You buy Ethereum for £100. It's now worth a thousand. The point at which you sell it, nine hundred in tax. But with cryptocurrencies and stuff, it then gets very confusing because people talk about realized gains, unrealized gains, how that all flows through. Yeah. And do you guys understand what people mean by realized and unrealized gains? Unrealized yeah. gains is if you haven't sold, but you're like yeah. in profit and stuff like that. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. No, that's that's completely correct. So that's that's your your unrealized gain is a gain you haven't cashed in essentially but that's where some people are falling awry of the uk tax system in people's heads if they bought ethereum for a hundred pounds it's worth a thousand they go well, i've never converted to a thousand pounds never come back into my bank they don't think that they've realized a gain but if you bought that for a hundred pounds and in 10 years time whenever it, when it got up to a thousand you traded it for bitcoin Right, the government views the point at which you've got disposed of that Ethereum is you've sold it. It doesn't matter if you bought an NFT. So what could happen is you could buy. Let's make the numbers easy. So buy you buy 0.1 Ethereum and it costs you 100 pounds. You then buy an NFT for one Ethereum. Right, it would realize a gain when you bought that NFT, which you would be taxable on. 
if do you, does that make sense? Oh, hang on a second. So, so, so buying an NFT is because I've sold it. No. So, so, uh, right. Let's uh, let's think about it this way. So, essentially, what you've done is you've bought an appreciating asset. Yeah. So you've bought something for a hundred pounds. Yeah. And when you disposed of it, it was worth a thousand. Okay. Yeah. yeah so go back to the VAR situation. VAR you bought for four thousand. It was worth ten thousand, and you swapped it when it was worth ten thousand instead of for money. You sort it for a car. You sort it for a Nissan Micra. Yeah. What they're saying is, you've now received something that isn't that vase. You've yeah. realised your gain mm-hmm. by trading that vase for something expensive. Therefore, we're taxing you. And this is the problem a lot of people in the crypto space do not understand. It's not the most simple way of getting it, is it? Because, I mean, that's taken me, what, a two-minute run-up to pitch to how that happens. Yeah. So what's happening is... If you bought your ETH yonks ago, and you go, oh, "Don't worry, I've never, I've never made a gain because I've it's never, I've never taken out to fear," it's actually irrelevant because if you bought, for example, let's, let's say you bought ETH, uh, you bought you you got given ETH. Say you were in in it years ago, you're given ETH in an airdrop or Sui in an airdrop or whatever in an airdrop. If at the point at which you trade that for some ETH, or you buy an NFT that's got a different value that can be publicly seen, you've sold it. You've realized your gains. So this is something I, I keep Question. saying. Yeah, absolutely. Like so if, if I so if, so let's say it does it work the same when let's say I bought Ethereum at a thousand pounds, it went down to five hundred pounds. Yeah. But and I bought an NFT uh with that uh let's say let's say it was that it was one equals a thousand, then it went down to five hundred and I used that one ETH to buy that NFT. Would it still, is that transaction still count and that yes. becomes deductible? And so, stuff like yeah, that? 100%. That's exactly how it works. So, so let's, if I work through this, so you bought Ethereum for a thousand pounds, it's dropped its value to 500 pounds, and you bought an NFT for 500 pounds, right? Yeah. It, it's all still one ETH, one ETH, one ETH, but worth a thousand pounds and worth 500 pounds. What you then end up with is you go, well, I bought one ETH for a thousand, so I put a thousand in. I have now own an NFT that's worth 500. And that's it. I don't have anything else of any value. So what we're saying there is if you bought ETH a thousand pounds, dropped to five hundred and you bought an asset that was worth then five hundred pounds, what you end up with is is no ETH, an asset worth five hundred pounds, so you'd have a loss of five hundred pounds. So but what this is capital gains, and I just want people to be aware of how this structure works in the UK because if you think I've never taken my money out there's no tax. It is a very, that's not how the government view it at all. So, yeah. Can I just ask something? So, I've been following this whole Andrew Tate thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's a scumbag piece of shit. Uh, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You know, Stash <laughs> loves the top G. What you do know? you mean? Stop. Stash loves the top G. No, that's taking it too far. It was all right. <laughs> Oh, she is too far. No, oh, Sasha doesn't even talk to women. <laughs> <laughs> he loves men, so... Yeah, you know, I know, he hates it. <laughs> That's how gangster he is. Uh, Sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I, I enjoyed saw, that stash. I saw a video, obviously, he ran this whole uh, camp business, right? And he got paid in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, you don't pay the tax on Bitcoin and stuff like that. So criminals like that, right, who are never going to pay their tax, 
how do you track them down and make sure that they do pay their tax? Obviously, as a regular trader and stuff like that, you need to be in the know of these sorts of things, right? Because th this is really good information that when you make a trade, it's actually taxable. Um, but for people who are doing it like against the law, like sort of thing, like mm. how can they track that? Using so, a block. So the, no, so, so the government isn't really set up for blockchain stuff. If I'm honest with you, uh, they're not. Governments are very slow moving, big, heavy beasts. And they're not that hot on doing this sort of stuff. I'm certain that they've got high-level cybercrime units that are very in tune with it. But like the tax man, not so much. Um, Good for us now. <laughs> well, I'm not a criminal. I'm not having this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, what you're saying is so that the repercussions of me not claiming that I did a trade or not claiming that I've bought either £100 and sold it at £1,000... There currently aren't any. No, so the problems you have are when people try and off-ramp into either real assets or fiat. So, if you are a business, if you're, you set up as a limited company in the UK, and your bank, be it, you know, uh, any of the traditional banks, you know, you're NatWest, Halifax, etc., if they see lots of money coming in from cryptocurrency exchanges, they will say, we're terminating your account, please find someone else. It's not within their money laundering risk profiles to accept that. Sure. So then people went to alternate banks, Monzo, Starling, etc., Revolut. They are now doing the same. Okay. Where they are saying, if we see lots of fiat on and off ramping to you know cryptocurrency sites, they are essentially saying we can't track that money, therefore we are not interacting. Yeah. So not so much for personal, like uh, I say a lot of money, like some people make a lot of money in crypto. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be unusual to see people on and off ramping, you know, a hundred thousand pounds in a month quite happily, but do you know what I mean? the numbers like that aren't, aren't silly, are they? If you're actually doing anything of any size, but like the everyday trader who doesn't have very much money in it, like us, no problem. But the problem, the only way really that taxman stuff sees is when you want to do something legitimate with your money. So like, uh, you two haven't bought a house yet, but when you go to buy a house, if you're no, if your source of your primary source of funds yeah, is purchasing a house, no, no, I was just saying you guys, you guys haven't got houses. You, yeah, you poor people. When when you buy a house, uh, there's an there's an awful lot of checking into your finances to yeah. see where your money's come from, um, and that that's a big problem for people in in crypto. Um, and I think one way of making sure that when you go to use that money, it's more legitimate is doing your tax returns. Because actually, that's a big part of the problem, I think, sometimes is that banks are like, well, you've got all this money from crypto. Wasn't your tax return that you've made a load of income? So they then get confused about, well, where where's this money come from? What's happened, etc. Um, so for to, to be open and to make it easier to off ramp. And it's not easy now, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it for people. Just because you've so, you've submitted your crypto tax return doesn't mean that the banks can be absolutely delighted that when you go, yep, I've made a hundred thousand pounds in crypto. They will not like it because they don't understand it. But if you've you know engaged with a, a financial institution and they've helped you do your taxes and you've you've paid tax the taxman tax, they are gonna it's gonna sit much better with them just because you're giving an air of legitimacy. 
that's not to say that people who don't do high level money laundering etc don't pay their tax because they absolutely do because they want to off ramp but yeah that, that's like a common thing is like uh buying an asset that has a good resale value so i think a, a lot of cash money launderers used to do stuff like they buy cars so oh. you you buy a car at one dealership in cash because he's dodgy and then you sell it to another dealership for a bank transfer Okay. And when somebody says, where's that cash from? You guys sold a car. Uh, and that way you've then got a receipt from, yeah, yeah, they sold us this car. But do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, people do stuff like that um, in the traditional sense. But then, yeah, I think it, it's difficult, though, because not every country. So I've talked about capital gains in the UK there and about how in the UK you can be up against taxable events. But other countries like Portugal, they don't tax cryptocurrency gains. It's just. It's not taxed, so it, it, it's very different in every country. And I, I don't know where I don't know where Stash and uh, Top G were running their uh, camming operation, but I'm imagining <laughs> I'm not it wasn't associated at all. Please. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Not obviously. <laughs> anymore, yeah, you can't tie it after. <laughs> when you when you two got swatted together, you were like, "That's a, that's another." <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as two poor people with no houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? Right. Do you think we should do any more tax bits or... I have a question. For oh, please. right. Okay. Right. We'll kick back in. Let's do some more tax. <laughs> and right. then, honestly, I'd love to Actually, hear your questions. Like, so... so... Down, down in the comments or Stash's question? But, yeah. Any <laughs> or both. I'll only charge you £110 an hour. Absolutely not a problem. <laughs> wow, Make sure chips. if you like and subscribe, then you get it for free. So... Yeah, that's, that <laughs> yeah. is actually true. That is a discount. <laughs> that's perfect. Because, like... Most of the time, when you buy other cryptos on decentralized exchange, you're buying the ETH first, then mm -hmm. you sell, and then I buy another crypto for it. So, is there basically a double tax if it's no, gone so... up in that moment, and then I buy it for another crypto? You technically could have a, a gain or a loss there, but it's so small okay, that it, it very rarely is an issue. The, the The big issue, though, I will say with the taxes. So many people don't track it, which I think is a very, very stupid thing to do, because if you don't track it, you can end up on the wrong side of it. And actually, like, um, I'll not that they pay us any money, but Coinly is a software I use a lot in my job. Um, it is free. You can API link in any exchanges you want. If you've got like a MetaMask, you literally just paste your MetaMask exchange, um, MetaMask public key in there. It just goes through, pulls all your transactions in for you. And it does it all for you. You don't need to spend ages doing it. Yeah. But what you do need to do, and this is a thing that I've sort of been saying to people for a, pretty much a year now, is don't trust the information that it comes out of the machine, though. Because although it's really good at scraping the data off the blockchain, it will do things like this. So let's, let's say you're floor sweeping NFTs, right? And let's say you're a baller. You're floor sweeping NFTs that are worth two ETH each, right? So you put in a buy order. You put in... 7 ETH and you say buy three NFTs, all right? What will happen is in your contract with with OpenSea, the contract will be receive X amount of ETH plus fees. And then they will send you, having received that, at the same time, the same minute, they will send you out three NFTs. Problem is, though, the softwares are not smart enough to go, what is the price on OpenSea for each one of these? So what it does is it brings in three NFTs and when we talk about the VARs cost base, 
right? So what, how much do you pay for it? It's It brings in three, and because it doesn't see a single transaction that yeah. matches against, it says you got them all for free. So that if so that if you don't check the point at which you sell one of those for three thousand pounds and you bought it for two thousand, it's going to notch a gain in there for you for three thousand pounds, because the software is not smart enough mm -hmm. to deal with the smart contracts yet. So you can see in the smart contract amount of ETH paid for NFTs. You could look on OpenSea to verify those prices, but that's a common issue I see as well. Is people have used attack software, and they just take for granted that oh this is this is fine. The tax software says it does my taxes. They must be right. Mm. People need to sanity check that data because it's so easy for it to be wrong. Is that only if you buy more than one NFT in one go? No, it's, it's, it can happen with lots of uh, lots of situations to us, Sash. So, uh, for example, let's say uh, let's say you had a, a burn to mint NFT, right? So you buy the stash token and you pay a thousand pounds for it. You then send that to a smart contract. They send you the much better, new, improved Chris token that comes back in. This one's wow. shiny. It's, it's got a beard trait. It's lost dangly earring though, because that was rare. But that's that's yeah, gone. That was a... <laughs> it might still be there. It could be under long hair. We don't know. So you burn the stash token. You receive the Chris token again. The software sees you had bought the stash token for a thousand and essentially sent it away somewhere, disposed of it, burnt it, and then it sees you receive Chris. What it doesn't do is go. Let's pass the base cost on. Because the value of the Chris token should be what you pay for the stash. Yeah. So in yeah, that instance, yeah. then what you need to do is you need to match them up so that that base cost carries. So again, like, and those are just two examples with NFTs. Like you get it with tokens all the time. You get it with all sorts of things. Uh, you know, if you go into a Uniswap uh, liquidity pool, right? So I'm doing a USDT and I'm doing something else liquidity pool. Uh, I buy some KKLP with both. It might pull in the price for one of them for the USDT because it goes, okay, that's oh, fine. I've got okay, it from this. Yeah, okay, but yeah. it might pull in a base cost for the other bit, your uh, the rest of your cake, with a base cost of nothing because it's mucking up somewhere along. And that then means when you transfer back out of the liquidity pool, it goes, oh, he's made a massive gain on this USDT because it's in at half the price it should have been. So what I would say with all the coin in the tax stuff is people need to be aware of what they're doing actually keep a track of what they're doing and have an idea in their heads around what sort of gain they've made because what i don't want oh, no, no, go for it. No, no no just all i was gonna say was i just don't want to see people putting their their information into a software going well that gains high but the software must be right and just yeah. accepting it but yeah, yeah and i said for, for you two boys i will happily go through and help you sort out any taxes and get you boys all up to date thank you um I just I would just need to be aware that obviously when the when the gains limit drops to three thousand, which is in a few years' time, but it's that's a, not a big number. Do I mean you get a, yeah, if you, you bought... get three thousand really easily just by doing yeah. things like you know spending a hundred quid here, a hundred quid there, sort of thing. But, but that's but that's what I mean. Like imagine imagine you you buy I don't know imagine you buy any token early just because like, there's a lot of hype around this. I'll just buy some. It'd be quite easy to have bought you know. Two three hundred pounds of BNB, and then it now be worth thousands today. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For three grand, it's not that hard. So I think people just need to be aware of that. And um, yeah, NFTs are notoriously hard to keep yeah. the right cost bases in, but only for computers. Humans can do it pretty easily. Because like... oh, go for sorry. it. You go first. No, you go go first. Let's just ask like, so obviously you've realised again. Mm -hmm. when you... 
but how do they track the price of ETH at that exact moment? Compared? So, so what uh, Coin what Coinly do is they've got API links into Coin Market Cap and Coin Gecko's live pricing. Okay. So they take it from that, and it gives okay. you like rather than an ETH fee, it sort of gives you like the. So it'll say that it'll say the fee the fee will be in whatever native token you used ETH BNB whatever, and it would also say next to it how much that was in fiat. Okay. To, to whatever fiat you choose, obviously you could do it in euros, you could do it in dollars, you could do it in whatever. That, that's how they do it. Um, but yeah, no, the, the softwares are very good at scraping the info and finding prices. It's just finickety bits that can have a big impact on your taxes aren't done well. Did you have a question, Sash? Yes. So just one thing I was wondering about. So obviously with the apes, when there was mutant apes that you could buy like serums and stuff to mutate your apes yeah. even more and more. So you buy, let's say, a vial that one ETH and then you mm -hmm. apply it to the mutant ape. Can yeah. you, because you're burning that vial, yeah. can you claim that as a tax because you basically lost that 1K? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't exactly. exist anymore, but it's um, given traits to your thing. A hundred percent. The gain of having the mutant ape afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but the but but that's we're talking about realized and unrealized gains. So what you'd have there is you, if you burnt that five hundred. So say that say that vial costs you five hundred, right? Yeah. It's not fair to say that you lost five hundred because you haven't. Yeah. You've you've still used it. You've still got that asset. You've just put it somewhere else. So what you would do... With the, but it that doesn't mean is, that that £500 is added to that mutant aid. Because... As, as, your, as your base cost. So it doesn't mean that you get taxed. It essentially works as like a tax deduction because you're putting £500 onto what you paid for that mutant aid now. Oh, okay. And Chris, Chris makes a fair point, though, that it's probably going to go up by more than £500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. But yes, absolutely. But serums and stuff like that should because be brought in as well. You apply it three times and then let's say you bought three different serums, you could deduct that price, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it increased your base costs because, uh, but it's all stuff like this. Like, uh, I think it's, it's quite difficult because unless you understand how the tax system works, how would you ever know that these were problems? Yeah. That's like true. you wouldn't, you wouldn't know as an individual. And I, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people could do with, having knowledge of the tax structure they work in. I'm only speaking for the UK, um, but people need to understand how it all flows through and how it's taxed. And the other thing I'll say in there as well is not all cryptocurrency is taxed as capital gains, right? If you stake ETH and you get paid in ETH, that's, that's taxed as income. In the same way that if you had a million pounds in the bank and they paid you £10,000 interest every every month, that's not taxed as a capital gain. It's income. You are lending people money, and they are paying you for doing it. Mm -hmm. So, but you're not lending the... them money. You're lending them an asset. Yes. So, but okay. Same way. Then, <laughs> if you, so Chris, you you lend someone, you lend someone a non depreciating asset. Let's say, uh, let's say a house. You lend someone a house. They pay you the privilege of using the house, and then you can get the house back whenever you want. Yeah, I mean, same sort of structure. Um, in that system, your the rent you're receiving from the tenants isn't taxed as a capital gain, despite the fact it's linked to an asset yeah. because they are paying you for a service. Now, rent's rent's slightly different in that instance, like the same with like using a car or whatever. But in essence, the service you're providing is liquidity. 
So I'm providing liquidity to Coinbase and they pay me 4% per year. Uh, but that's all tax is income. Okay. So, cool. but so, so you have to you have to remember as well, capital gains in the UK goes, you get up to 12,300 is free, then 10%, then 20%. But income, you get 12,570 for free. And then it's 20%, 40%, 45%. So if you are a higher rate taxpayer, all your staking income, you could lock 40% off that straight off the bat. So so it's stuff like that can make a really big impact because people don't realize what's happening. Uh, one, but a few bad ones we've seen as well is with, uh, if you bought, say, for example, a token that was a rebasing token, or if you bought uh, like nodes as a service, again, uh, do you guys remember the nodes as a service? Yeah, 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 yeah. Strong was like the big one. But the payouts you get from strong nodes, that's income tax because you haven't, it's not a capital gain. You are giving someone a node and it is then paying you. So the problem that a lot of people have had is they've got their, they've got their node. They've set it up. They're getting paid 200 pounds a day or whatever, and they reinvest. Right now they will be taxed on that income that they made as, as they received it. Okay. And the fact that they've put that money into back into strong, and ultimately that's rug pulled, it actually hits the two different sides of the tax system. So I'll, I'll try and make this clear. So you buy some strong, and you lend it out to someone essentially, right? Or you buy a node. They are then paying you something back. So the money you're receiving there is in the income tax sphere, right? If you were able to sell that node, the actual node you put, purchased three months down the line. That would be capital gains because that's the value of the node. The income, though, is taxed separately. But what's happened to a lot of people is if you're making loads of money off your node and going, oh, this is great, I'll reinvest, you're going to have a whacking big income tax bill and no nothing to offset against it because the government would say, and you'd go, well, they gave me £200 a day, but I put it back into the system and it's worth nothing now. The government go, but yeah, you could have turned that strong on that day into £200. You chose not to. And the way they sometimes look at that is the same way that imagine if you imagine uh, Chris's Chris's face is not sitting with me here. The way HMRC see this a little bit is, Chris, imagine that. Um, imagine... I mean, for me, for me, who doesn't sell? Yeah. <laughs> like, your, like... You can be fun. Oh, oh, no, it's gone up. Wow. Okay, uh, I sold it at 300 quid, and now it's worth 50 quid. <laughs> the way, sorry, I'll, just, I'll finish this point, because the way the government see this is, yeah. imagine if you claimed, right, imagine your job paid you, right, paid you, and that should be income taxable. And you went, oh, it shouldn't be taxable. Why? Because I walked down the casino, and I chucked it all on black, and I lost it. The government goes, yeah, but you were paid it. The fact that you chucked it away, or burnt it, or gambled with it, is irrelevant. What about if I had it on me and I got violently assaulted and mugged? You would not get income tax relief on that. It's same, it's literally, if it happens to you now, Chris, if you, you get paid and someone mugs you on the street, you, the government don't give you a tax break for that. You can police report <laughs> it and you can do it. They literally don't. They don't give a shit. They go, so I don't give, don't give anything. Um, a bleep. And <laughs> they, they don't, though. They'll tax you on what your income was when you earned it. Doesn't matter what you do with that afterwards. Yeah. Spend it, spend it on whatever you want. They don't, they don't care, and that's the that's the problem why I've landed speaking to people this year is that people have had 
big old income tax income and therefore tax to pay at high rates because of things like nodes but the reality is they have seen no benefit and the tax system is not particularly fair like that but it it's how the tax system is structured um but no so that, that's a that's a brief overview but the uk tax system is a bit complicated um there's lots to it that's why people pay professionals and it takes you ages to qualify but uh, if anyone would like to go over bits you two i think we will do it all together it's set up, up coinly we'll go through and update all your bits but again i, I don't know if that would maybe be a useful thing to put on about coinly basics potentially and just talk through bits like that because i think lots of people lots of people don't need a finance professional to do their taxes uh, if they're not making loads but what they do need to know is sort of how the system works a bit so that they can they know if they need a professional do you know what i mean if you get to the point where you think actually and you kind of need to know like what software to use and stuff like that as well oh yeah like, absolutely yeah coinly coinly is great for that sort of stuff but for someone yeah. who is new to the space and just knows what oh I bought ETH at 100 quid and I sold it a thousand. Yay. Uh, they don't know. They're not going to look into, oh, wait, uh, how much That's is the tax? The tax yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it blows my mind, though. Like, um, if you were dealing with small numbers, I can get where well, people are confused about their tax, whatever. But you hear, like, uh, obviously the top G, <laughs> old uh, Andrew Tate, talk about, like, <laughs> making all his money in Bitcoin, not paying tax. And you just think, like, some people do treat it as if it's, like, not a taxable thing at all. Um, I guess it depends can... what country he was in, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know what the tax rates were and whether you two were hanging out, but like, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, gave it all away. Yeah, I, I think it was somewhere in Eastern Europe. It might have been Poland. Yeah, uh, Romania. Romania. Slash has got Eastern European connections. He's over there all the time. Absolutely <laughs> not. He's but no, so... that bottle and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so that was a brief overview around some tax bits. I hope I didn't bore people's heads off, but... It's important. It is important, but it is also dull. I'll appreciate that, in that people don't really want to learn about it. Yeah. But yeah, so Chris, you have not been winning and not been making lots of money and not having to pay lots of tax. And why is that this week? Um, so yeah, I, I bought an NFT. Uh, this week i was quite happy about it actually because i bought it the floor was at something like 0.09 mm -hmm. and someone just listed it for 0 0.07 and i was like damn buy straight away and like normally in that situation especially on OpenSea, you click it you go to your bas your basket or whatever you click pay with crypto and by that time by the time you've done that some box got it or someone yeah. else but I managed to get through and I managed to buy it and I was like, yay, it's gone through. I 100% thought the transaction was going to fail. So I went through. Uh, the the whole thing was pumping quite a bit. It was going well. I think it reached up to like 0.12. And I told you to sell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stash was like, sell it before they rug you. Old, old, old Captain Hindsight in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, 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 they rugged me. Uh, what's, what's the floor price now christopher um the floor price so this is the feline experiment uh, uh, by the way i didn't say the name but um yeah the feline experiment i i really like the idea though um but the floor price is now about 0 
zero four dollars yeah something like like three dollars three four dollars what 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 volume did they manage to do uh so they did so much better than they expected like yeah and um so wait let me uh uh p line experiment so uh let me share my screen for you guys to see uh so this is um uh, there we go yeah so they did 300 eth in volume you can see the activity here um right so it went uh average price 0 0.05 right average price 0 0.13 yeah 0 0.07 and i was like damn okay that's pretty good and then <laughs> it's de de so basically right the concept was really cool um it said basically um it will it was a changing wait one sec uh stop share there we go so the concept was um that um basically you list it for it changes your nft changes based on the transactions on the blockchain that happened yeah nft right so if you list it for over 0 0.1 uh, um it'll sort of get a rarer trait in the next sort of stage uh if you list it for over one eth it'll get a better trait again sort of thing so it yeah so, so sorry it didn't have to sell it just so had to be listed yeah, it, it, it needed to be listed right and in order for it, so basically everyone, I think about 60% of the collection was listed at over one ETH because everyone wanted like to try and get, um, I'm with you to get the better traits. Um, but also, there's if you think about it, if everyone's listening for that price, surely that makes them the more common traits <laughs> because people are listing for like one ETH over one ETH. So, everyone, I, I suppose that they're just artificially trying to pump the numbers, aren't they? Yeah. So, but basically, it was like that. So, your NFT would evolve based on the transactions on the blockchain. Right. Okay. And, um, like based on rarity, depending on for what it sells for. Um, and yeah, so they did that. They did the initial reveal. Then they did the first change which changed it to a specific rarity, a specific group, right? Yeah. Um, and then what happened was they decided, okay, let's release a companion to this, an airdrop for all the holders. Um, so they were going to do an airdrop of the canine experiment, which was uh, like they'd done the feline experiment. It was those little cats that I showed you. They were doing the same with these little dogs. Um, and instead of airdropping it to everyone, uh, some people saw got the contract or whatever and botted it and <laughs> all of them. And everyone screamed rug, price plummeted. And then they rugged. <laughs> and then, you know what? <laughs> Your wish is my command. And they <laughs> Thing yeah. is, right, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling -fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Mm. Is that by the time people start shouting rug, they kill it. I told you, like, we talked about the fun apes. That I, I wonder, I wonder what their. I was going to uh, say, what? Price yeah, is. I haven't even had a look at them recently. Uh, fun. What thing. No, no point. No three. That's oh, not yeah, bad. Holding. That's actually holding. not bad. I was. I, I'm. 
It's, it's it's been like that since pretty much mid January. Yeah, it's not. It's not, not bad right. actually. Yeah, maybe they're not. But they are just a copy of like, like the mutant apes, aren't they? Getting like forty to fifty sales a day, sort of thing as well. Like... Yeah, seven hundred eighty. That's not bad actually. But yeah, anyway, but. No, <laughs> I just think it's such a like a self fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Like, oh, uh, it's going down, and then everyone just sells. Although, right, do you guys think that's the problem with NFTs? Right, is that if you wait too long, you just can't sell. Like with yeah. the tokens, sometimes yeah, you have to yeah. either make sure you have your strategic plan. You either some people want lots of money profit, or you just take that extra twenty quid plus gas yeah. prices. Because that's yeah. what I see a lot of the time. You see an account minting, let's say, 0.01 ETH. They'll sell it for 0.02 ETH. And yeah, sure, the gas fee may be extra, like, two, three quid. But they've still got 20 quid. And then they just... That's how you slowly build up your wealth, I guess. Oh, I, had, I had this question for you, boys. Because this is something I saw the other day that I didn't know this is how it worked. Right. So if you buy something on OpenSea, mm-hmm. you pay the gas. If you put in an offer in a smart contract, the seller pays the gas sometimes. Have so you seen what that? Happens, what happens, right? So you'll see a lot of collections will have like um, a, a wrap then a wrap teeth sort of. Yeah, best yeah. Offer. And sometimes that best offer will be more than the floor price, depending on what the floor price is, right? So for, yeah, uh, the canine experiment, I think the floor price was like 0.01. And the uh, wrapped teeth offer was like 0.011. Yeah. That is because for that transaction, um, the fee, the transaction fee, the gas, gets taken out of what the, if the buyer accepts the offer, the buyer, no, the seller, sorry. The seller, if the seller accepts the offer, the gas gets taken from the amount that the seller gets. Yeah. All in all, a lot of people will have oh, I've got, like, one ETH wrapped and I don't have anything to do with it. I, I don't want to, like, transfer it back to regular ETH. Um, so I'll just use it and use a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, it doesn't work out for um, the the seller anyway because they're accepting a lower price. And also the fact that... Um, so is it... So Sorry, with that, is it about the ease of sale? And they can click yeah, so a button and get the cash, essentially. So they you, pre-program you that money for like a certain price. You can do like that yeah. collection offer thing and anyone can be like, okay, I want to accept this offer because I need liquidity quick kind of thing. That's yeah. why people don't offer less money. And, and that's what I saw as soon as like that whole thing with the canines happened. Loads of people, even though the like floor price was at 0.07 at the time, loads of people were accepting the uh, wrapped ETH offers. Yeah, because like, it was higher. Wrapped ETH offers 0.04. And people were just accepting it because they wanted to sell straight away. Mm. Uh, and that's where I probably should have done as well. <laughs> but no, no. Me it's one being, of those things. I don't know if it's stubbornness or like what. But I'm, put it in your head. You know what? Folder. Sorry. <laughs> I'll leave that out. You know what? If I'm going to lose the money, I'm going to see it to zero. <laughs> <laughs> and just cling onto that one sappy. The sappy that keeps you afloat. Sappy which keeps yeah. me alive. Uh, Have we got any other NFT collections that we've seen recently that we're interested in? I like the chrysalis. The chrysalis? Um, 
Yeah, so basically it's it's an so it's like a anthropod computerized 3D generated esque uh project. Right now it's unrevealed in DNA form, but it's like inspired by like uh nature of like um Oh, I think I might. Was that on the front page? Yeah, it was on the front page. You could have minted it, and I I really like the um the concept. I've been on their Twitter Spaces quite a few times, and I I feel like I do want to buy it because I for the art itself because I love nature and like. How's it spelled? So chrysalism. Sorry, C H R Y S A L I S M, and I think it's on the trending oh, yeah. on, top, on the top. Um, so this is, right, this is a silly question then for you boys mm -hmm. so the, like say we wanted to buy a duplicator yes right and the floor price is 0.415 right in essence the floor price is actually 0.41 uh, I don't know 2535 depending on what the gas would be when we go to buy it so why are you not best to just make an offer for like 0.4 ETH or make because, the offer what the floor price is if the other if the other side are now paying gas. You could, but anyone in that collection could accept it. You 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 have no idea who's going to accept it. But, what, but that doesn't matter for like the duplicators, does it? Because they're all okay, the same the at the moment. Do you know no, what I mean? No, absolutely. However, however, there is specifically with the duplicators, right? Um, they have already been implemented, and this is going back to Doodles 2 that we were talking about last week. But um, some of them have been used already, some of them have not. So, if oh, I thought you... they get burnt, do they not get burnt? One you... that's, that's the reason why the duplicators were so much more than the boxes. Um, because the duplicators, um, have got use case sort of they can they continue to be used, whereas the boxes will be burnt after they get used. Yeah. Okay. So so basically what I'm saying is if you put in an offer for everything, you're going to get one that's used. Uh which you might yeah. not want. I don't know. Uh, there wasn't I was just I was just interested in how how the offer system works because I but was also, like also you've got to consider there's a fee obviously to convert your ETH to wrapped ETH. Yeah. You're taking on um there's also like I don't know there's Basically, yeah, that for the sake of like 0 0.01 ETH, you're probably not going to want to do it because you'll end up spending more just to convert it. All. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why they do it at quite a significant amount lower because maybe yeah. they've got this wrapped ETH that they've already got in their account, sort of thing. Or um, I did find it fun. I did experiment a little bit with wrapped ETH. Uh, I've back done that a few times. Well. Days. Hmm. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to put an offer for this on this, like specific items going in and offering. And it was always like, I don't know, I was always trying to lowball the hell out of yeah. them, like <laughs> half of what they'd listed it for or something like that. Yeah, but some people are desperate. Sometimes yeah. you don't realize that you will see like a big collection. But like, hang on a second, they've just literally accepted like. I was surprised. I was surprised when people I got People will accept it. Yeah, because I put like an offer in on all of this one with like a really rare trait, and one of them got accepted, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." Oh, because yeah. I remember I said to you about the we look at one of the fun apes, and there was a floor price on that. Yeah, because it had a trait that was high. I remember. Yeah, yeah. But no. I suppose do some people not realize they have a rare trait? Is what yeah. They some sell. people don't realize. Some people just like will sell. Like, oh wow, this is so much more than yeah. 
so that often that. when there's the reveals at the very beginning of a project it's probably really good to just be like okay you're gonna quickly select all the rare traits and see if there's any really cheap <coughs> and then before people realize this is our ghost boy tips and trick is it yes ghost boys do you think uh right here's a genuine question with ghost boys do i buy when they get minted like all right, if I don't get whitelist, which I I'm think not, instant, I think instantly, yes. I think instantly, if you're the first, because you, it's guaranteed to go up. Like we 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 started with Ghost Boys at 200 followers. Now it's 100k in less than a month. 115. 115k. No, just in just over a month. I, oh yeah. I showed you guys just when I was in Poland, Christmas time, I think, mm. or whatever. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's just good. For, it's gonna fly up. I, I think the initial the... listings, however. So what what's mint price? Have they announced mint price? Zero point zero two five. So it's yeah. like twenty quid, twenty-five quid. Initial listings, I'm guessing, will be more hundred quid. So my advice, if you are going to try and buy, because I did try and buy um what was it called? The uh Shilly NFT, right? When that minted out straight away on OpenSea. Um and I just kept on clicking on them and they kept on going up and up or like I'd add it to basket, I'd press the button. Yeah, so the, when that happens, you have to buy the fifth one. That's what I always do. Or even further down the list. Like, don't... And you also need to set your gas higher, don't you? Yes. Sometimes. Well, if sometimes you're doing the first few, the but if you're doing slightly down the line, then yeah. you, you, will have, you won't have a problem. Yeah, if you basically don't go for the ones at the floor. Because they're just gonna instantly get swept Botted. up. Yeah. Go for like one five or ten down. Because even though you're paying more, you're gonna get it. Yeah. Or you've got a higher chance of getting it. Yeah. And don't 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 hold yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is my plan. I'm keeping the one that I mint. I'm gonna buy one straight away and then whatever one's rarer. I'll probably sell. Yeah. That's the plan. Right, boys. One more that... thing, which is... Oh, be... oh, yeah, wait. No, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, it was true. We had a donut. No, unfortunately... Um... No, he disappoints again. I know. I know this is my complete bad because I was meant to go to... I don't know. I, sh I can announce this, but I was selected to do... Um, um, England dodgeball trials, and he no but... longer eats cake because he's in such good a shape. <laughs> he, he won't touch it now. Sugar will never be his lips again. No, I'm so I think didn't... you know he's going to be bringing carrots onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a protein shake, half a chicken breast, and some carrots. No, I, I I had a place where I was going to go to, but I was just been so tired. Oh no, um, man. from training, I just I've been in bed for like. Oh, uh, you know day. what would improve your tiredness? What? A bit of a sugar rush. Oh. Yeah, I, I literally, I've, I've been thinking about it. I was like, do I get a trip? I was literally thinking like three hours before the pod. I was like, I can get to London in about an hour. I meant better I'm back in London where I want to go, about an hour and a half. But then I've been rushing. I was like, next week, I'm not going to the point. I'm going to have something sexualicious. Sexualicious? Delicious. Oh, that's a, I didn't realise that was a word, but I'll take oh, that with me. I've invented well, on that, on that bombshell <laughs> of that bombshell thank <laughs> yes. you for listening to this week's web three <laughs> web three with me james me chris and me stash ba -dum -ba -dum. au revoir and enjoy no cake bye <laughs> bye